0: Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. Dave, you are up. What's your question?
1: Yeah, hi, can you hear me?
0: I can, yeah.
1: Oh, fantastic. A little bit of a long one. So a couple of years ago, we was foster carers, me and my partner. Yeah. For three siblings. Um, A year ago, we took them on an SGO order. Yeah. So um, mum gets to see them three times a year, but... um, their dad has just come out of prison in the last of eight months, yeah, and lives with mum for what well, has done for many years, and that you know, very violent to everyone. Um, so we've stopped contact because he's made threats against us, and he wants basically he said to the authority he wants to uh kill himself and see the boys before that,
0: okay. So we've
1: we've we've currently stopped contact, and they are taking us to court over it, yeah. Um basically we just want to see what what we got to do on our side is it better to instruct a family law solicitor to handle it for us or because the our question is the yeah. local authorities obviously got a lot of information on the family um would they would the local authority be asked to submit their evidence in in the court because it, it'll be yeah. a civil matter wanted, that's an wanted
0: no no it, it, it'll be it'll be a family matter it, it's 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 yeah. the area of the family court absolutely i mean obviously the court's not going to know or have an impartial view there so we're going to have one party saying one thing other party saying another yeah. so absolutely yeah. um the court's going to be asking for any evidence that a third party can give them namely social services right. so yeah. do you need legal advice um it's entirely up to you obviously if you can if you can have legal advice then by all yeah. means means take it because it's not going to be yeah. a bad thing if um cost is an issue and and it is for so many people especially in these times then maybe yeah. think about um attending the first hearing just to see what the evidence is from the other side i mean you know by by the sounds of things you don't have too much to worry about based on what you've told me
1: yeah that's 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 what we been told off our local authorities the family and friends team yeah but obviously, we've we've never been in a situation before, that's all. So
0: yeah.
1: It's, it's it's very new to us and going then, to court. Yeah. We, we did it on the SGO order, but that was...
0: Yeah. That then, was it. Then attend the first hearing and see where you go yep. from there. That would be my advice. Fantastic.
1: Then if right. needed, we can obviously... Absolutely. So we can instruct, or the court will ask for third-party evidence, e.g. the yeah and to they evidence. will yeah yeah because it's going fantastic. to ass- it's going to
0: assist the court to have that and if they don't yeah. then you can all I'll right That's
1: fantastic yeah fantastic Great. thank you for your
0: time you're welcome thanks bye thank you um happy birthday erin i see that everyone's wishing you happy birthday there on the um tick so happy birthday to you uh damien you are next up um Thank you so much for joining TikTok on your birthday, Erin, by the way. Um Damien, you're on mute, so I can't hear you. Whenever you are ready.
2: Hi, can you hear me? I
0: can now, yeah.
2: Great. Um, it's just a question really. We are it's another fostering type question. We are foster carers. Yeah. And we've adopted two dual heritage children. Yeah. And we have a um a child. Or a baby been with us since five days now seven months uh the plan is for adoption yeah. um, which we've put ourselves forward yeah um everyone is in support surrounding the team around the child by the placement manager of the local uh, of the local authority yeah um who has cited that they have concerns over um ethnicity match or cultural match right. um and we're just wondering because we're trying to do some digging we're going to get some support on this but is Is that a valid objection from the local authority
0: um Yes, absolutely it can be. i mean obviously it's difficult to answer with any kind of authority um without knowing yeah. any more about the case, but absolutely it's something that the social services will will be um mindful of if if we yeah. if we don't have that that cultural match because that's important um so yeah. so yes would be the answer to that. That right. doesn't mean okay. that it, that doesn't mean that it's um an, an unsolvable problem though. So whilst no. I've answered your it... question as in yes, I don't want you to think, oh great, well that means that, you know, we're out of the game. Absolutely not. What I would what I would then be um looking at is okay, how do we yeah. fix that? How do we solve that?
2: Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, that it. Thank you both um, thank you all so much.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Take care, thank you, bye. Bye. Uh, Maverick, you are next. I live up in Scotland.
3: Yeah. And I was with my partner for nearly seven years. Yeah. Brent. The house was in his name. Yeah. Brent. I paid all the household bills the council tax, gas, electric, sky, the whole lot, and they were all in my name.
0: Yeah.
3: In July, we decided to sell the house to Downsize. And the house was completed on, I think it was the twenty third of August. Yeah. We were then house hunting, and unbeknown to me, he purchased another house behind his back, behind my back. Yeah. Um, he's since I've since done a little bit of digging on the registers for properties up here in Scotland.
0: Yeah. And it appears he is mortgage-free. So, what what is your question of me, Maverick? Because I, I don't want you to to go on too far. Because obviously, I don't practice in Scotland. Well, so, what is your
3: question of me? I need to know if I'm entitled to anything at all because
0: he's walked off
3: with everything.
0: So, are you married? Um, sold, are you Are you so married? I, are you married? No, we were never married. Okay. So, I can only tell you the law in England and Wales. Um, But essentially, if you're not married, then you're only going to be entitled to whatever is in your name. Unless you can claim that you've made a significant financial contribution to the other person's house or assets or whatever that is. But that's for England and Wales, Maverick. So I'm going to tell you to get some advice in Scotland because that's where the property is.
3: I'm struggling to find someone to help.
0: OK, you just have to keep trying. There's going to be a family lawyer in Scotland. I guarantee it's it, going to be able to help you. Right, OK, thank you. All right, thanks, Maverick. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, um, Captain, hello, how are you? I just want
4: to say as well, congratulations. We've hit 10,000 people in the Discord. I
0: know, that's so good. That's so good. I announced it last night. I'm so pleased. 10,000 people in our Discord community. How about that? Yeah.
4: Um so a okay, couple of questions tonight. Yep. Um regarding pensions and financial order, can you explain what the law is in regards to pensions?
0: Absolutely. So when um a couple's going through a divorce, and they want to sort out finances, we will include pensions. The law around pensions is fairly um clear in that it's limited to contributions made during the marriage. If there has been a period of living together before the marriage, where there's been a seamless transition, so let's say you live together for three to four years and then you go straight into marriage. we will also include that three to four years. and what we're looking at is all the contributions made by both the parties, and where we have an unequal contribution we'll try to equalize that. and the importance of that is because the court recognized that on occasion there'll be maybe one of the people, one of the, the spouses, that stay at home for whatever reason. It might be to care for an elderly person to bring up children it might be because of ill health so it'd be really unfair because they couldn't work if they then had to walk away from the marriage with no pension contribution so that's what we're doing we're looking at all the years of marriage and possibly living together and we're looking at who's contributed what and we're trying to divide it equally
4: thanks tracy no problem um, this one's a question about a declaration of trust. Yeah. Um, so, hi, I purchased a house with my ex a year ago. He did some work on the property, which was always planned, and we had a declaration of trust in place. He is now wanting to take me to court for all the equity, as he believes the work that's been carried out has made the extra equity. He refuses to, tell, to sell until he has contested this in court. What are his chances and how long will this take?
0: Well, how long will it take? That's going to depend- he got
4: a barrister and is constantly threatening.
0: Okay. Um, how long it's going to take, um, chances are it's going to go on for minimum six months, if not 18 months. Not because it's a complex process, but because the courts don't always have um, slots available. So when we make an application to the court, you're usually waiting three months for a hearing date. And every subsequent hearing date is generally three months as well. Very rarely will we get them before then. Um, So that's why the the time is extended. How likely is he to succeed? Um, It's hard to say on that limited information. What you have said to me or what the person asking the question has told us, I would say not very um i e his chances of success aren 't very good um because if you have signed a declaration of trust, then the intentions there that contributions were to be kept separate, and why then wasn 't the additional contribution i e for the work that was done um also kept separate so I would say based on that information he he 's not you know it, it's um, his prospects of success are low shall we say yeah
4: and just on the back of that, Tracy, when yeah. you've got someone who's got this put barrister who's going to say legal person yeah. who's constantly threatening legal letters and solicitor letters, they're not legally binding and Absolutely you don't not. really have to do anything with them. Is that
0: right? Absolutely not. No, you don't. They are designed as a strategy. They are in di- uh, designed to intimidate um, at some, you know, sometimes initially the correspondence is meant to test the waters. This is what we want. Are you in agreement to it? And your response will be, yes, I am in agreement or no, I'm not in agreement. And that's how we decide the next steps to take. But no, they're not legally binding. Um, if you are being, you know, sent legal letters and they're saying you've got to do this and you've got to do this, you haven't got to do anything. However, take some legal advice. I always say this every time I'm on, even if it's just one hour, find out what it is, what your legal position is and what you are legally entitled to. Trust me, you will sleep better at night just having had that one hour advice um, thanks tracy you're welcome thanks captain speak to you soon bye bye hello tj how are you i'm fine thank you and how are you i'm good i'm good how can i help
2: yeah um can i just ask how do i remove the um the wrong dad's name from my daughter's birth certificate, would I have to
4: go to court?
0: Yeah, you're going to have to get an order to remove the name. Um, And obviously, if the wrong dad challenges that, then we may have to think about getting some uh, DNA testing done. So some directions that DNA testing is carried out. But ultimately, yes, uh, an order to remove. An order to remove? Yeah. To remove the name, now I would have
5: to apply directly
0: to the courts for that. Yeah, yeah, and he will have to be notified. Does he? Does he yeah. agree that he's not the biological dad? Yes, he does. Yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah, I mean, try try births and deaths um, because you know things change all the time. So try the registrar to see if actually if you both sign a form, could it be amended? But I I have a feeling they'll say no um, unless you get an order of the court. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your help. No problem. Thanks, TJ. Bye. Thanks. Bye. David, what's your question? Um, My
6: question is about hiding assets. Yeah. My father-in-law died in August 2019. We separated at the back end of October 2019. Yeah. We got the decree Nysi in 2020, and I think that was December 2020. Yeah. Um, his, His property was sold in August 2021. We exchanged for me's last week, and there's no sign of the proceeds of the sale of that property in her E1. Would that be classed as hiding assets?
0: Uh, Potentially, or it could be that she's just spent it. Or it could be um, that she has forgotten to put it in or that she doesn't realise that she's got to put it in. Maybe she's heard a rumour that she doesn't have to declare inheritance. The way to establish, though, David, is simply ask the question. So once you've exchanged your four me's, the next step in the process, whether it's court ordered or voluntary, is to exchange questionnaires. So you will go through her for me and all of her financial disclosure and you will put together a questionnaire and that will be one of your questions um, you know, could the respondent and- please explain why there hasn't been full and frank disclosure of, inher- of of her inheritance received in whenever it was? All
6: right, that's great. Thank you very much. I have one other question. Yeah. Just to touch back on the pensions. Yeah. Um, I used to work in bench- in banking, and I had yeah. quite a good pension pot. Yeah. But it was never contributed to during the time that we lived together, or the time that we were married. Okay. Presumably, I can ring friends that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely you can. That's a premarital asset. And the other thing I would say, David, is that if you end up down the route of getting an actuary's report, which can sometimes be the case, make sure in that letter of instruction that goes to the actuary that that's made very clear, that actually you only want the contributions made during um, the time of the relationship to be included in the report.
3: Mm,
6: that's interesting because my solicitor has had me provide a, a CETV, you know, yep. cash equivalent transfer value.
0: Of, of your banking pension, of your bank pension? Yeah. OK, so, so just, yeah. just be very clear with your solicitor and say, but we are just making contributions, uh, sorry, we are just having a report about the contributions during the relationship, not before. OK, All that's right. great. Thanks very much. Thanks, David. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, Rakair, what's your question? Hi, can you Hello. hear me? Hello, I can, yeah. Hi. Okay. There was
5: um special guardianship put in place prior to 2018. Yeah. And 2018 there was a child arrangement order put in place. I'm asking this for a friend. Yeah. Um the son now is 13. Um, my question is, one. Would we have to go back to court with regards to um, the son wanting to live with dad? Um, or because on the court order that was made, dad's not meant to be um dad's meant to be supervised, but yeah the order that's been put in place, it's kind of more relaxed now. Yeah. Um Mum is um, being a little difficult, shall we say. Um so the question is um, the son's nearly thirteen. Would he be able to move in with dad? Um despite the court order being in place? Um how would it work? Would we would need to go back to court
0: yeah so generally court orders will only go up to 16 however the fact that you have an SGO and that is meant to be supervised tells me that there are some safeguarding concerns and without knowing what those safeguarding concerns are I wouldn't like to say yes absolutely so I think what okay. would what would most likely happen is the voice of the child will certainly be listened to because of of their age being 13 <laughs> but I think that the court might want Want to do some further investigation shall we say to make sure that whatever the concern was to order supervised contact in the beginning isn't there anymore okay and okay. because you have a court order i would not fly in the face of that if, if that makes sense i would sort of be going back to court to say look we want to actually vary this are the courts you know in line with that
5: okay and um, could dad represent himself if he was to go back to court because I know that you know it's about 20,000 I think the 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 court case was because it was so many different courts they went to but could he um could he potentially represent himself now
0: he yes I mean anybody can rep themselves represent themselves in family court that's absolutely fine yeah there's there's no there's no compulsion on him um it's not compulsory to have a legal representation so no that's fine
5: Okay, and just one more question. Yeah. Um, the divorce was done online, but unfortunately, the uh, clean break order wasn't done. Yes. How can he go about doing that now? Would we have to go back to court? Um, with regards to obviously his ex-wife, how would what would we need to do?
0: So. reach out first of all to see if she'd be in agreement to a financial order so that's step one because if you can agree then we can just draft it and send it into court nobody needs a 10 court if there's no agreement then you would be going to mediation or they would be going to mediation that would be the next step Um, if we can't get an agreement at mediation then yes it would be a court application for sure okay Perfect.
5: thanks very much for your your advice that's okay
0: (laughs) thanks Bye. Thanks. bye Um, Hey, Mart, how are you? Let me just take you off mute. So for those of you listening, I remember I told you that Captain comes on and asks questions for other people. So does Mart. So Mart's up now. Um, How are you, Mart? You well?
7: Yeah, I'm not good, Tracy. So?
0: Good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. How can I um, help?
7: I'm just following on Captain. Congratulations yeah. on the Discord. Oh,
0: thank you. I know. Followers. I was so pleased. Um, 10,000. That's so That's so good.
7: Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, right, I got a couple of questions, but I do have a shout out from somebody. Okay. Basically they've said, I would just like to say a big thank you to Tracy and all the moderators as Missy, Erin, um, Zoe and Foxy for yeah. all the time that you have given and helping others.
0: Oh bless. Well, thank thank um, thank them, whoever they are
7: so that's out of the way Um, so I've got one here can you please ask Tracy how much does it cost if I need to apply for an emergency spousal maintenance in court
0: so you're making a financial application and that's 275 pounds but I always say check if you qualify for fee remission because that's a lot of money fee remission is an EX160A fill out that form you may be entitled to even if it's just some money off If you're not, it's 275 and it's a form A.
7: Okay, well, that answers that one. Yeah. And then the other one is, I'd like to ask, um, what order do I need to apply for if I want to take my child on holiday without the other parent's permission and how?
0: A specific issues order using a C100 form. So if the other person has parental responsibility or the other parent has parental responsibility, because that's key. You don't need their permission if they don't have parental responsibility. But if they have parental responsibility and they're not giving you permission, it's a specific issues order. Download the C100 from the government website. Tick the box that says specific issues. Send that into court. Court fee for that is £232 unless you qualify for that fee remission.
7: Okay, Bill, well, and that's all I got for you at the minute,
0: All right. Thanks, Mark. Speak to you again. Cheers, Bill. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Um, Hanj, can I hear you this time? So basically, it's a little bit complicated, but I'm
5: currently going through a divorce because I fed domestic violence. Um, I got moved. The solicitors obviously aren't letting him know where I am to keep me safe, but I want to know if there's anything I can put in place to stop him having contact with my neighbour because she has contacted him, told him where I am, sent pictures of me and my son to him and said I'm abusing my son.
0: Um, That's a criminal matter, Hand. That's not a family matter. Um, So, yeah, you would need to... What do you have in relation to your partner at the moment? Is there a non-molestation order in place?
5: I haven't got anything. that Because he's in the army, I went to the army about it. They tried to hush it all up. Yeah. Um, And I've only just gone to the
0: civilian police. They've only just taken my statement about it all and want to proceed with it that way. The only reason I ask about the non-molestation is that's the form of injunction. So if it doesn't matter what the neighbour tells him then, he wouldn't be able to come near you or contact you or even have a third party contact you. Um, so that's why I was just asking about that. But in terms of the neighbour, you know, if she is doing things that could ultimately cause you harm, then yeah, it's just gonna be the, the police. It, it wouldn't fall into my, um, my bag, unfortunately. Okay, I thought I would just ask anyway. Yeah, sure, no problem. Thanks for the question. That's all right. Thank all right. you. Okay, bye. So D. Brooks, you uh beat Tony. What's your question? Hello, can you hear me? I can, yeah.
8: Oh yeah, yeah. So um my my wife got a um child arrangement order um with her ex partner. Yeah. Um she's got the live with order. Um so he gets contact with his daughter every Wednesday for three hours and every other weekend, Friday afternoon to so Monday morning. Yeah. He's recently moved um, himself. He was about five minutes away from us, um, but he's now moved about an hour away from us. Yeah. Um, but we're looking to move um, ourselves, which would then put us about two hours away from him. Um, he's said that he doesn't. Um, he, he's rejected that and doesn't want us to move. Um, so we're looking into going to court um, to get um, permission to move. Um, and I just—we're just asking for um, see if there's any advice you could give us for court, or um, whether we stand a good chance of. of- that agreed and um, granted in our favor for us to move
0: yeah sure so the court's going to be looking essentially at if the move is in the best interests of the children so that's the first thing so you're gonna have yeah. to be prepared to let them know of your reasons for moving and that might be for a you know support network because it's where family are or it might be for employment or a job or whatever so that's yeah. you know it, it, it don't just say we want to move give the court you know chapter and verse as to why this is necessary and yeah. why it's in the best interest of the child and then so long as you're able to propose to the court that either contact won't be affected or if it is affected then you're going to have to look to do another sort of contact routine you shouldn't have any problems really because the court doesn't like to stop people living where they want to live. That's a human yeah. right. It's just going to be drilling down to, well, if we allow this to happen, will the parents then use that as an excuse not to let contact go ahead? Do you know what I mean? So yeah. make so, yeah,
8: sure. My, I mean, my, my partner said that she's, she's she's obviously not going to stop contacting. She wouldn't stop contacting. He could still see her. And like we've suggested to him that is Wednesday for a few hours. He could just come over and take her out, swim in, cinema, whatever. Um And then obviously on Friday, pick her up from school, take her home for the weekend, and take her back to school on the Monday. Yeah. Obviously, there's a long drive. Yeah. Um, and he's saying he's not willing to do that, and that we need to do drop her off to him and and bring um, and go and pick her up on the Monday morning. Yeah. So is that something that the, the the court would look so, at as well? Like so it.
0: Yeah, it sounds to me as if he's got no objection to you guys moving. He just doesn't want to do the travelling. So the court would then say, well, look, let's everyone's got to be fair and reasonable about this. And they would be looking for it to be shared. It's only fair that that is, you know, shared between the parties. Yeah. OK. All right. All right. Brilliant. Great. Yeah, brilliant. All right. You. Good luck with that. Thank you. Thanks Bye. So Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Tony, you're next up now. Let me take you off mute and let me see if I can hear you. Hello? Hello. Oh, there we go. I can hear you now, Tony. What's
9: your question? So, I'm not quite sure if you can actually help me, if I'm honest, whether it would fall under probate. Okay. Basically, um, my partner's father passed away on Thursday. Yeah. He took out a mortgage over 30 years ago yeah. with um, my partner's mother. They divorced a few day, a few years later yeah. and i have had no contact whatsoever with her for over 30 years. Now, when, when he's passed away and we've looked into it, She is still down on his mortgage uh, as, like, they took it out together. So I'm just trying to find out if, legally, she is entitled to half of the house if we go on to sell it. If she is what would we need to do to to kind of get her off it? Because yeah. she hasn't never paid a mortgage payment.
0: Yeah. So the
9: first half of the question
0: I'm able to answer you because, yes, if she's a legal owner on that property, absolutely, then she's entitled to a share of it. The second part of your question is where you will need to see a probate solicitor because then it comes down to the will and the wishes and, and et cetera, et cetera. But I can tell you that if someone's down as, at land registry as being a legal owner, then yes, they are entitled to a share of that property.
9: Well, do the deeds then come into that as well? So if she's not on the deeds of the property, yeah. does she still have entitlement? Uh, no, she would then not be a legal owner. No, she's just on the mortgage. Right, and sorry to ask so many questions, all right. but looking into his will, um, it does state in his will that she's got no, no access to his assets. Now, that could just be the money that he currently has in his bank accounts or yeah. in the savings. Absolutely. Does that not include her half of the house,
0: basically? And that's where you need to speak to the probate solicitor. So that's where I then come a little bit unstuck because now we're definitely outside of the family law arena and that's just what I practice.
9: Right, OK, yeah. so basically... Either way round it, if she is entitled to half of it, we would need to go to probate to get her off it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, or if she would challenges you not
9: be able it? to advise her whether legally we would have a leg
0: to stand on in that situation? I wouldn't. I really wouldn't, Tony, because it's totally out of my area.
9: Right, OK, so we just basically need to look into the deeds of the mortgage then to find out if she's on that.
0: Well, no, if I were you, I'd be taking some advice from a probate solicitor. That's what I'd be doing. Right, okay. We're all just right. in the
9: process of speaking to the people that have got his will, you see. Okay. So we're a bit lost on whether they will deal with that or we need to get our own solicitor. Okay,
0: all right. Well, I'll leave that one with you, Tony. I can't take that any further, all right? All right, thanks then. Thank then. you very much. Bye-bye. Um, Sarah, you are next up. Let me take you off mute. Hello. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Sarah. What's your question? Good. Um, what it is, um,
10: I split up with my partner about uh, three and a half years ago. My daughters are now four. Yeah. Um during the the breakup basically, um he didn't have contact with the girls. He does now, but he didn't for the first couple of years after yeah. we split. Yeah. Because of their surname being different to m- to mine, they had Wesley mine's buff, and I contacted a solicitor's near where I live and spoke to a lady that was quite high up in family law and asked her for some advice and um she gave me some advice and that was fine anyway me and the dad now get on very well we're quite close there's a very good relationship with co-parenting yeah and yesterday he mentioned that this solicitor is actually a friend of his and contacted him after i'd called up on this day and spoke to her and advised everything Um she contacted him to say that i'd been in touch asking to change the girl's names okay um I've actually emailed the solicitors today, not her, uh, not the solicitors directly, but I've got hold of her details and I've emailed her and said, I feel like you've actually, um, I feel really violated because that was a very personal time for me. You know, police were involved because of him driving past and bringing up information about who was at my house and things like this. And I'd contacted the police about, you know, my safety and things. Um, and I feel like she just completely violated my privacy with with the case before yeah. she'd even taken the case on or anything.
0: Yeah.
10: Um, and I just wanted to know, really, where I would stand. I have emailed her and, and said how I felt, but, really, I don't know what else I should do or if else, anything else I should do and if she
0: has actually um broken any laws by doing so well sarah the the thing is if you are speaking to a solicitor as a client okay so so therein Mm -hmm. lies the big um uh the the disclaimer shall we say so like i'm speaking to you guys this evening but none of you are my clients okay so we we haven't signed terms and conditions i'm not giving advice and that's why i can go live on facebook and tiktok and i can record this and put it on the podcast it's very different um Whereas when I speak to my client, that conversation is completely confidential, completely confidential. You know, it's not even something, the details of it aren't really shared even with other people in the office. You know, okay, Mm -hmm. if you have a secretary and you've got to send her the dictation, they hear it, but they have to sign um, certain documents to work in in a law firm because of the confidentiality. So if you told her things um, in the capacity as a client, Client, then she has breached that confidentiality, and that's fairly serious. That's fairly serious. Yeah. It's um I, I rang up just to get some advice, not as a paying client. I haven't okay. signed up as a client. And and I yeah, um, I, I suggest it, because you when you started your question to me, you said she's fairly high up, so I, I suspected yeah. that she probably hasn't breached anything. It was one of these right. maybe a free 15 minute. You know bits and pieces, which is why not a lot of firms will do them because it's so hard. We're not actually advising you as clients; we're just a bit yeah. like this, really. We're just giving suggestions, yeah. but it makes it does make it tricky um, because you know you thought you were talking to her with all confidence, and of course that's been you know it wasn't.
10: Yeah, it's just hard because it's just whether to to directly contact the dad. And say, you know, your ex-partner's looking to change your children's yeah. names. Yeah. But, I then, but then, yeah, really I,
0: I, absolutely. Absolutely. And and even though you weren't a client, that shouldn't have taken place. That shouldn't And, yeah. you know, the, the fact that she's high up. Can you do anything? I suspect not because you weren't a really? client, Sarah. Yeah, I'm so right. sorry. Right.
10: No, thank you so much. I just right. I wouldn't want to ruin someone's career or anything, but I just feel a little bit, you know, violated. Let down, absolutely. I wouldn't want her to put someone else in that position. Yeah, so.
0: absolutely. No, I, I thank totally you, understand Casey. That's all right. Good luck. Thanks, Sarah. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Mart is back up, so he's obviously got questions for somebody. There we go. You're off mute, Mart. How can I help? Hi, right, Tris. I've
7: got yeah. a question. <laughs> I had to ask what it was, but... Um... Apparently, you'd know. Yeah. Um, So, could you ask, Tracy what and when can you use an actuary?
0: So, an actuary is a specialist in pensions. So, sometimes where we have, um, let's say, large pensions, or perhaps we've had three or four pensions that have all been mingled into one. And of course, when we're doing a divorce, as I said earlier, we only want to look at the pension contributions made during the marriage. So an actuary will be able to tell us, separate the pension or tell us what percentage we need to use um, to do the pension share order. So they are... A bit like a solicitor specialising in the law, the actuary specialise in the pension. And we pay them to do what we call an actuary's report for us.
7: Right, now I understand. There we go. <laughs> um, and I do have one more for you. Yeah. Um, my partner's wife is divorcing him and they yeah. have had the FDR, but unfortunately yeah. she, t- she had not got the decree in ICI, Yeah. So the judge could only make a direction. Because the court said that it would only be a clean break for them both, she has now said she won't get the decree in ISA in spite. Um, we are going to do a D11 to ask for him to apply for a new divorce. The question is, will the financial direction from the FDR, they've already done, carry over, or do we have to start the process from scratch?
0: No, you won't have to start the process from scratch. Everything will be ongoing. And if you've got a divorce petition before the court, you won't have to do a new divorce petition. It will all be ongoing. So I, I'm going to suggest that they simply pick up where they left off on, uh, in that regard. Um, we don't have to start things again. OK. Brilliant. Yeah. And that's yeah. all
6: i got for you, Chris.
7: Brilliant.
0: Thanks. All right. Thanks, Mark. Speak to you soon.
11: Cheers, Chris. Bye.
0: Um, bear Jew, what's your Bye. question? Hello, how can I help you?
11: um so basically um max um said she was on um she started having a baby basically sorry i'm off the Sorry. it's right. um, and she ended she wasn't actually on it and she ended up getting pregnant um, but she suffers from mental health issues yeah um, so when the baby was born and um, the relationship just completely broke down and um, she, she um, said some stuff about killing herself to my mother when she was pregnant so my mom rang social services and um, social services are now discharged us six months on because um, her, her my ex and her mother and um, might like, put on a show and said everything was fine when it's done i've got a lot of evidence which i have shown social services um, but they're not interested now because they've just took her side of the story but i want to basically um, sue for 50 50 custody because i don't want to take The baby away from his mom because i know how important the mom is but i just he's restricting my times to like an hour and a half a day and i grew up without a dad and i I want to be involved as much as i can with my son so i just want to know like is is there a chance of me getting 50 50 custody if i went to court because i don't really have a lot of money to solicitors to get involved yeah i've got a chance
0: so so the first thing i would say is you don't have to have solicitors okay what you need to be doing is downloading the form on the government website called a c100 form All right. And you're going to tick on the front of that form that you're looking for a child arrangements order. And that order is going to enable you to have regular contact with your son. Now. I'll be completely honest with you, when a baby is very small like that, the court do consider that it needs its mum in the formative years and and Kafkas will agree. (laughs) So initially, yeah, initially I would say, no, you're probably not going to get shared care, but you will eventually. The important thing is at the moment, don't worry about having the shared care. The important thing is to get a routine going. So even yeah. if you're having an hour four times a week, that's great because that hour's not going to last forever. And then we're going to be having two hours four times a week and then we're going to be having an afternoon and then we're going to be having a day and so on and so on and so on until eventually we're building up and building up to a shared care arrangement. So start yeah, small, because- but get the order. That's the important thing.
11: Yeah, it could be because with the social services, when they were involved, they set up um, like a routine schedule yeah but um she's like i send her a week's notice and she changes the times the day before and she's yeah. restricting my access to where i'm at work and i can't get back in time yeah because i work uh, away and she's not giving me the time to, to do it but at the same time as this she's playing all these cards and then she's harassing me saying she wants to get back with me and saying accusing me of going with other women when i'm just basically trying to see my son as much as i can
0: yeah yeah and look who you see in, in your private time has got no connection to you being a good dad absolutely not but it is things that you know people throw about and bandy about and try to yeah, you I, know I
11: completely understand about him not having 50-50 custody while do well he's this young but I just but if I went to the courts now would they say I can have it would they set it up for the future? Yeah, like, absolutely, they, they would. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, because what the courts, okay. what the courts concerned about is your child's welfare, and what's really important, yeah. what the law says, is that the child has a right to have a relationship with both parents. So that's yeah. that's the premise that you're going to be making the application on. So if you can't get agreement, or it's not consistent, or it all has to be on her terms, the C100 is the form that you need to complete. Okay.
11: Yeah, and um, because so all so the text messages she sends me, about, because one day she'll be like, I don't, I don't want Luca to come and fetch him, look after him. I'm going to be a terrible mom. Um, and then the next day she's calling me a scumbag or something. Um, it, it just changes daily, yeah. and she's saying I'm never going to see Luca again.
0: Yeah, I uh, get that child arrangements order. Honestly, it, it at least it will give you consistency. You've got your parental responsibility and you'll be in his life to keep him safe. Should anything happen, God forbid it will. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye now. Um, Somebody's just asked me on TikTok if I have beef with black belt barrister. Absolutely not. I think he's he's incredible. Um, I'm always looking around to see if other people are doing this because I'd love to do collabs with people. And I know Black Belt does crime. Um, I would love to see other solicitors maybe do employment or conveyancing or, you know, even family would be great. Um, because I think it's it's all it's important you know informative channels like this one are really important to people um you know to 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 give back if nothing else so no no beef at all i don't i don't know the guy i 'll be completely honest. Um, I've, I've, I've watched a couple of his videos, but I don't know him. I've never had any direct, um, contact with him. Um, but yeah, wish him all the best. What he's doing, I think is amazing for people. Anyway, there we go. I'm going to wrap it up. I do waffle on at times. I'm sorry. Um, so sorry guys. There are still 19 of you with your hands up. I'm so, so sorry. But that's a wrap. I'm back here again Monday at six. So please join me again in the lounge. Um, Put your hand up. Be the first in the queue and I will come to you straight away. All right. Enjoy your weekend. And until then, everyone in the lounge. Good night. God bless. Take care. Bye.